If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you've definitely heard Tony on the show before. He's been a guest a number of times as the frontman of Union Stockyards, but he's also co-hosted a few episodes with Ryan when I wasn't able to make it. So Tony's not a new voice to the podcast. This time, however, he's on the show for a bit of a different reason. In a few weeks, Tony's calling it quits as a singer of Union Stockyards. We talk about his reasons behind hanging up the microphone, talk about the enduring nature of punk rock, talk about what he's experienced in the band and over his years, long years of being in the scene, and a lot more. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre, Winnipeg's premier concert and event venue. If you want to find out all the great shows they have coming up, go to myparktheater.com. You're listening to Garbage Show, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Radio. I am in uh, this weird. Um, what is this warehouse? This is, uh, Studio ninety one. Studio ninety. It sounds classier than what. Uh, yeah. 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 Studio number ninety one. This is pretty classy. I've been in worse rooms. Yeah. I have definitely been in worse. I've worse recorded room. podcasts in worse rooms. I I believe last time we recorded podcasts with the folks who run this was in a van in the Sherby parking lot. Yes, and the guy tried to sell us electronics. Yeah, but yeah. it was like oh, <laughs> you got a lot of people selling electronics on a van. That's good Sherby. times. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. all the headphones. Like only one bud connected. Yep. It's just like what are you guys doing in there? And I was just like. We're recording, and Do you want to like, tell us like Bluetooth accessories? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, I gotta go. So yeah. anyway, here so we are. So anyway, here we are, and I mean, these voices are both probably familiar to you if you've listened to the show before. Uh, Ryan is the occasional co-host. You haven't been on in a while though, because our it, schedules haven't it, worked out. It has been a while, yes, but, but I've um, I've decided to clear my schedule for tonight. It's awesome. I'm yes. happy to have you back on the show. And I'm then, very disappointed to be here. Okay, well, I, maybe I will be disappointed <laughs> by the end of the night. Excellent. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll but the other person here is, uh, I guess, nominally the guest, even though you're both kind of. Yeah, we'll, we'll call him the guest because yeah. he's got a very fragile ego. Right, okay. Yeah. So, so it's Tony, true. It's true. So the guest tonight is Tony from Union Stockyards. Hi. He is also kind of co-hosted a few episodes with Ryan. He has. And has been on the show as himself uh, a number of times. Yes, it's true. And so I guess the reason we're here today and just having you on here and not the rest of the band is because you are hanging up the microphone. I am hanging it up. So... That's, I mean, maybe the best place to start is why are you... First of all, <laughs> how, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been doing the punk rock thing? Like singing in bands? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. So I guess I started when I was like in my very early 20s. Okay. Um, God. So that's, yeah, that's about 20 years or so, right right in that area. There's a big gap there for a long time. It's hard to find people you want to play music with sometimes. Yeah, of course. So, well, especially as we get old, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I don't want to play music with people I, I don't want to be around. I don't want to play music with people who don't want to play the kind of music that I want to play. So sure. it's, there's, a, there's a large gap there. So but yeah, it, but it's about like, 20 years. Yeah, it, it seemed like Union Stockyards was the perfect band for you, though. 100%. Because it was all guys you, that you like, that, that you like playing music with, playing the style of music that you want to play, and having the same kind of nostalgia and everything for Winnipeg in... The yeah. came up in, right? No, Plus, you got the sweetest bod out of the group. Oh, God, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, it kind of just worked out that way. Like, I mean, I've only ever been in bands with Dave, right. like, it, it, all the time. And then years and years ago, I wanted to do this Misfits tribute show, this one-off thing or whatever. So, uh, you know, we, and we're all, Dave and I are good friends with Johnny. So, well, okay, then we'll let's do it with Johnny. We got our friend Graham Irtle in on it. So then we started 
this thing called Tony Danzig and the Children in Heat. Right, we did that. Yeah, I wanted to call it Children in Heat, and Graham Riddle wanted to call it Tony Danzig, so we met in the middle, and that was the end of that. And then we did that for a while, and then you know you get to the point where people are like, "Oh, hey, uh, I hear you're in a band." It's like not, not really. I mean, I'm covering fucking Misfit songs. I'm not actually in a (laughs) band. So then we're like, "Well, let's fuck it. Let's just start a band." So we started working on some stuff, sort of, and then Graham left for Calgary. He moved away. So then I was like, well, there goes that. And then, well, Nash had been in Flesh Auger with Johnny for years, and, they, and I really just loosely knew him. But then he came in, and we started this band, and then it all just kind of worked out. And so, yeah. And then, so for the past, how, how many years has you It's been, been like six. Okay, so for the past six years, you guys have, you know, I, I feel like from just watching from afar and kind of knowing you guys a bit and everything, the band seems to have been going places i mean like you're putting out you're putting out tapes and you, you got some labels interested in uh tapes that's, that's it for us hey uh, like they got tapes hey, I, I'm, I, 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 I would say tapes. label interested <laughs> well some label released one of your tapes though, right? yeah, I mean, yeah it was uh yeah hidden home records in boise idaho yeah like that's cool right? yeah I mean, as rob dude was like just me- messaged us one day he's like oh fuck he was like i was gonna see if you guys want to do something but he figured i figured someone would snatch you guys up by now i'm like yeah. oh, well, no <laughs> and then he's like yeah you guys want to do something we're like well fuck why not you know yeah. like, cool, cool but okay but you live in the dream though right you're playing punk rock yeah. you're in winnipeg you're with your friends yeah so what i guess sparked the decision to just just stop all that you know you get to a point where if you're just doing the same thing for me anyway just me you do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and it just becomes kind of like it's not monotonous and then it's we're not gonna go on tour and that's right. fine that wasn't what we were gonna do you know we're not gonna you know sell a shitload of records and that was i was not in this to do that anyway yeah but how many times are you gonna play the same venue to the same faces and you go you start trimming down how many shows you're playing every year because you know you want people to show up you can't play five shows ten years ten shows a year because people aren't gonna come to them and then you gotta make it an event right you gotta it, has make, to be, yeah. it has to be a deal right yeah. and then now it gets to a point where it's like you know, forget it. I, I want to walk out of this on a, on, a, on a bit of a high note, feel really good about what I did, and just, you the, know, that's the, it. The Seinfeld method. Yeah. 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 Right? So that's that's pretty much it. Like, when we started the band, when we started doing what we were doing, I told the guys, I was like, I'm going to be in this band until I'm 40. And yeah. here we, lo and behold, here we are. I'm 40. Yeah. It wasn't like I planned to stop because I turned 40 years old or sure. anything. It was just like, it just kind of became like a, you know what? It's time for me to get out of the way. And that's that's that i think it's kind of unusual though for someone at any age in a local punk band that is kind of you know as you said you're not going on tour you're, you're staying in winnipeg to, to actually officially retire from it i mean a lot of times people just kind <laughs> this of, city is full of those bands that they just never gave up that ghost right exactly they, there's so yeah, many bands that will keep that will are doing it when they're 40 and will still be doing it when they're 50 yeah or they just kind of fizzle out and no one really hears about what happened but you're like officially being like this is the end point yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you know, uh, with when Dave and I we were in this band, my first band called Saving Face. Yeah, and we did that for years. Shout out Saving Face, holler. Uh, <laughs> so we did that for years, and then it got to a point where I, I left that band. I just got my 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 world was kind of fucked up at the time, and then I was just a like, I could, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, and then uh, I couldn't. Uh, I was not having any luck writing songs anymore, and I wasn't feeling it. The Saving Face never really actually had their own sound. It was like five guys all going in a different direction and simultaneously. Yeah, but fucking those bass were slapped. Shout out Andy. Well, Andy Green killed it. But Shout out Andy Green. So then I, I, I left the band, and I didn't get a last show with that sure. band, you know? And they, they turned into a different entity after that, and they kept going. And like this was kind of like, I'm not going to be doing this anymore. 
and I know I'm not going to be doing it anymore. So it would be kind of maybe a bit nice to like actually have like a this is the end of me doing the send off. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. kind of the, the the idea here anyway. Okay. So it has nothing to do with you being a werewolf. Well, that has a lot to do with everything, okay. but <laughs> okay. not. Well, the, but that's. But it's definitely not the main reason. Because the internet's ablaze right now with uh, conversations based uh, on that topic. Is that right? Oh, yeah. there's like I'm seventeen. Yeah, the internet, yeah, yeah. There's like seventeen Reddit feeds right yeah, there. Yeah, terrifying yeah. full moon episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> they based most of our band. Uh, yeah, the True Blood series was. Uh, okay, so you're all having sex with each other and. She has, I mean, I don't want to go sweaty banging. I don't want to go throwing people under the bus about werewolf sex. So I'm not going to go that far, but. <laughs> okay, so is there? Do you think there's a point that you know five years from now you might think oh, I miss this shit? I want to. I mean, you're always gonna miss it. No, I know, but do you think you'll ever be kind of? Uh, you'll miss it enough that you want to do it again. Are you preemptively asking about uh, the the Union Stock Heroes reunion shows? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not necessarily that. But like, I mean, what you know? I don't know. What if something happens and you just like, oh, I really need to do this again? Or are you pretty much pretty convinced that this is like a final? I'm fairly convinced yeah. that this is pretty much the end of it. Um, you know, when I came up in like the punk rock scene, and that was what I was fifteen years old, going to shows at West yeah. End and Aussies like and all stuff us, right? like yeah, that. Right, we all, yeah. right when we met, we all, 20, yeah, twenty fucking years ago, more than that, twenty five, twenty five years ago. Jesus so coming up, Christ, going to those I shows, and like yeah. I remember going to those shows, and like there's like three hundred fucking kids in the place going, yeah, fucking yeah, for crazy, sure. for sure. And then it just carries on, but then eventually it stopped having this youth. In the scene, each year a few more people drop out, and they do, and yeah. they drop out. But back in the day, they got they, every time five people got ten older more. and didn't go, ten or twenty people replaced those five people. Absolutely, that's not where we're at now anymore. I mean, the Winnipeg metal scene's got a really good like backup following and stuff like that, but the Winnipeg punk scene kind of just like fizzled out a bunch. Okay, this is something I've always wondered, and I don't know if you have the answer to this. I don't have the answer to this, but I feel like there probably is a scene going on that we don't even know about in some suburb. There's probably like a whole shit ton of kids playing punk rock and they just, they don't know enough about the Winnipeg scene we came up with to, to play at those venues. Maybe there's a community center out in fucking I mean, Bridgewater or something. Or, or like, like, Bridgewater, yeah, the Bridgewater CC is hosting a shit ton of DIY punk shows. But maybe they are though. Yeah, right? I mean, true. like, why is that any different than the St. James Community Clubs or the I don't, like, Westwood Community Clubs and shit? That, the, the development itself makes it a, a very different, uh, like, the homes start at half a million dollars. Uh, I grew up in St. James, and I'm sure we do not live in a half million. Yeah, I grew home. up in Wolseley. I get it, but uh, like, the point is, like, is it that it's not happening, or is it that we don't know about it? Because I think I think, yes. I think it's a bit of both. I think the answer is yes. Yeah, yes. I would yeah. think that that would trickle into its into each other, though. Like, eventually, these kids that are playing these shows that are 15 or 16 years old at a community center are going to start playing downtown Winnipeg because you're not just going to keep playing a community center. But I just don't. I've, I haven't seen this influx of I haven't bands. Either. But that's, I haven't either. that's eventually how we end up meeting them. Like if you think sitting down talking with people even over this show, most of them have like, oh, we played in high school in a few CCs, yeah. and then 100. Yeah, and then a couple years later met each other. So it's got to be happening. Or is it that punk rock is not punk rock anymore? And what these kids are into that we were all into when we were 15, it's they're into that SoundCloud rap shit, and that is like. Or whatever genre it is, I've and heard that's some where of them try to claim it's a new punk rock. I've heard I've that too, heard and that, that's where they're all going to. So maybe there's kids who are doing the same thing that we all did, but it's just it's it not recognizable. Totally right? It's I not mean, recognizable to us. There's this kid, Will. Do you know? Do you know William Mayer? Do you know who this? this that name sounds. Is he the mayor? Right? He's not the mayor of anything, but oh. that's, uh, he is. Uh, I met him at the at the Park Theater at a. I can't remember who was playing, uh, but I met him and he knew who I was. I was like, oh, cool, I'm Tony. He's like, I know who you are. You're talking to Stockards and. 
as like, oh, I've, I've been putting on like shows. I'm like, well, cool, good, great. Like, yeah. you know, you put on all ages shows and stuff, and he was doing them. And this is the guy who was doing that. But I mean, I don't think that they were gigantic or whatever. They, they weren't CC shows, that's for sure. Yeah. I think they were like those those like those the, those church shows, in the village, yeah, uh-huh. that, that place, and like that was going on. But well, the, I mean, realistically, like. I know that we all grew up with these community center shows and stuff like that, but the, not, all those bands were still playing Aussies, and all those bands were still playing at the true, West End, and all those bands true. were playing well, those places. Think, think about some of the shit that went off at the Broadway CC. Yeah, right. Like, Every week there were shows. You, you've been sharing tons of posters through the, in the Witch Police page, and you look at like you look at the bands that were on those. Ken Woods on those shows and stuff. Yeah, Monine played right? one of them. Comeback yeah. Kid. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was everybody, and like I, I, I try to tell some people, and they. Maybe they believe me, maybe they don't. But like, there was a point where, like, if you didn't have a ticket to get into a local show at the West End on Saturday night, like three, four days before the show, you, you, get in. you weren't getting in. Yeah. And these are just local bands. That's happened to me. I, I remember going to the West End trying to get in and yeah. trying to find someone to like <laughs> and rub a stamp on my hand. So uh, I could the old stamp yeah. rub. I I'm just walking worked in. there for like ten years. Yeah. So it was. And easy. I mean, we're walking in to go see like Mung and Buckle yeah, and yeah, Jills yeah. and Falling Short and like. Don't forget about Phil Foundation. And Phil Foundation. <laughs> Can't forget yeah. about yeah. Phil yeah. Foundation. And Guy Smiley and bands like yeah, that. Yeah, and like it was packed to the fucking rafters in there. reason to stop doing anything but i mean i don't know when i play a show i'm just a singer i can't like lose myself in an instrument like everybody else sure. can if sure. i don't have if I, I need like a little bit of something going on out there and if it's not there it's not as enjoyable for me to do this show that, and yeah. that's just but that's just me as a person some people don't care about that i would love it if i didn't but it just affects me differently so yeah yeah well the, i guess the reason i bring that up about the uh whether we're just maybe not aware of whatever the scene is is because, um, like, I feel like there has to be something going on. You know, I feel like kids, regardless of where they're from or whatever, they're gonna put together some kind of DIY scene, whether it's punk rock, whether there's something else. It's got to, unless they're just all playing fucking video games all day. That might be the case, though. But, uh, it also, it also may be just like I a, want hope. A, I want to be hopeful. A lessening <laughs> of, of an actual. If you think about the the idea of a physical space existing to people who are growing up, like they are now growing up on SoundCloud rap. True. A physical space doesn't exist for them. That's why SoundCloud rap became a thing. They didn't have a space 
to, to go and do their things. So they, they, they do it now, write basements and then and put yeah. it out on, onto the internet, which I have yet to find a physical, actual space called the internet. Um, yeah, I've been searching pretty hard, though. I had it on the Chappelle show. Yeah. Yes, they did. He yes, went, they he did, went, he yeah, went yeah. to the internet. That yeah. was, yeah. Well, yeah. I went to uh, Adonis, and it was not the internet. It, it's the opposite yeah. of the yeah. internet. You're not allowed to use the internet in Adonis. No, yeah. no. But it, like, it, it could just be that as well, right? I mean, But is it our fault as you know, people of our age group? I don't want to say old people, because we're not old. There's we're a whole, fucking no, old. But there's a whole generation of, of punk kids before us and before that, right? So we're, And we're they not, old as shit. Yeah, they old as shit. But as, okay, as olds... <laughs> do we like are, are we have we not done enough to kind of be to kind of connect with what these kids are doing and make their help them make their scene i know we did at the time i think we made our own scene back then though didn't we we did yeah so it's we, we did, i mean we and, I'm, and i'm not saying that they need to go and do anything other than what they're doing right now it's been my opinion for a little while now that i just think they're doing something that isn't this yes and yes if that's what they're into that's what they're into and that means that this gets smaller sure, and sure that's what seems to happen here. Um, that's, that's, I mean, I don't even know any, any other way to look at it. Like, people said, oh, there's not enough all-ages venues. I'm like, every fucking show at the Park Theater is an all-ages yeah, show. True. Every but, last one of them is all-ages. Have, have you ever tried to play a show at the Park Theater with 12 people? I have. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. But, the, but, the, I, but that's, it's not the 12, playing to the 12 people. Like, no, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, like, we, the, uh, the space is there, and if these kids were into punk rock music and local punk rock music, they have a space that had shows, and we played them where they could go see them. But all, it's, it's, it's also a whole different thing than when we were young. Okay, even when we were young, the, the possibility for running out to West End was an actual thing for young bands yes, was, starting yeah, out. Yeah. You can't do that now. The Park Theater is, I love that space. I love it too. And they're, they're great, fantastic people, but it's huge, and they got to keep the lights running. You know what I mean? CCs were our, our, save, our saviors then because yeah. you could rent them out for hella cheap. And then just go rent a back line from, sure. you know, you, I, we always knew somebody at Mother's, you but know? But the park yep. isn't over... I mean, okay, the park, as far as, as I'm concerned, I've never found it to be an overly expensive... It, but you're, it, it, we're talking, it's got to be a weekend show because it's all ages. Yeah. So you can't, do, you can't do a Tuesday night ripper because everyone's got to get to school. Yeah. So to rent the park on a weekend isn't... It's just not in, you know, or not just, I shouldn't, I'm at this in the park out of, but it's not, it's like to rent these, these all ages venues just isn't in the wallets of a lot of these people anymore. I guess it's not sure, but it wasn't in the wallet for us to rent the West End back in the day because that place was astronomically priced out. It was really and expensive. That, that was and that place the, was by run the by the goddamn government, wasn't by it? The time, like, I mean, like, by the time we started playing, it was, but when we started going to shows back in 94, it would like obviously it couldn't have been that expensive because we were there. To, we were there. Well, it could Friday have been. and Saturday night. Yeah, but there was three hundred kids that were every both so nights. So it didn't, ma- show, so yeah, it didn't yeah, matter yeah. if it was expensive. You were selling those shows out anyway. So <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's it's a give take thing. I yeah. don't know. I don't know why things are the way that they are, and I'm 40 years old, and I'm not going to be able to be able to fix them because it no, has to be no. a youth movement that fixes this thing, Absolutely. and I'm not there. But Sam did raise a good question, and are we, have we done enough? Are we doing enough? I don't know. I don't well, know how much more you do as a band, and I don't know how much you do as a more as a podcast. I mean, as a band, what do you do? You write music, you record the music, you I, put it out, you play shows, you try to be accommodating by playing places that people will can go to see them and feel welcome being there. Yeah. And that's like you put up. Like Facebook was the place to put the posters, but we went one step further every time. When we would poster for the shows that we did, we would go. Like I mean, obviously we're not. 
I'm playing the good one. We're not going to go closer to high school. But like we would go to the UW and put them up of at the course. UW. We'd course, put yeah. them up at the record stores. We'd put them up outside of the Toad in the Hole. Like we'd go, we would pull, like, like Shout out Toad in the Hole. And now the only one doing that is Greg Regas. We yeah. physi- well, we'd physically poster for sure. You want a lot of things, to yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that 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 like that that's an example of, of what I was asking. That's a man who is definitely going uh, to to the end of his ability to make sure that everybody is aware and understands like what he is doing. Hundred percent. Have can we three sitting here say that in the time we've been doing this, twenty five years, have we helped enough with with them youths? I feel like I'm trying enough the past seven years doing this podcast. Right. I mean, but other than that, like, okay, maybe a better question though is like, I, you know, I know this is this whole episode is old men's yell, old men yelling clouds right now. Yeah. But like, <laughs> get off my lawn! It's okay, I don't have a problem with that. It's an interesting conversation, but. Is maybe the situation not that kids aren't doing it the way we used to, or there's not a scene? Is it just the punk rock as we knew it? Is not kids don't care about it anymore? Maybe they don't. I mean, disco died. Yeah, you know, right, like right. some of things you, died, Disco right? is alive and <laughs> happening at Adonis. It's just every like, Wednesday night. Aquarius definitely. No, died. I mean, punk rock's not dead because the attitude of punk rock is going to go into all these other genres, right? The, the the aesthetic of, but the actual as a genre, I can't think of any. When I think of punk band, punk rock bands, I want to listen to local or otherwise. They're bands I listened to probably in the 90s, for the most part. There's a, there's a few exceptions, Tony and I have had this, but, a similar discussion as well, that the, the sound of punk has is changed. Is it just old guys now? The, the face, well, if you, if you look at, if you look at like, as local-wise, like Screaming Traffic, or, or larger-wise, Pup, Mum Jeans, Mike, like, all that kind of stuff, okay, it's, but it's a different sound. It's not, what, pup is not punk rock that we grew up listening to, right? Yeah, it's not. It's punk, not. Punk, punk sounds different now. Um, I guess, you're, I mean, it, of course it does. It morphs. I mean, Jesus Christ. What punk rock sounded like in 1976 or even before that when you get the even proto-punk is students, not what okay, it sounded yeah. like in 1995. Of course not. Like, I appreciate all of that music the entire way through, but like, no effects in no way sounded like fucking the damned, you know? Like, no, it just not. didn't yeah. sound yeah. the same. There's obviously a connection, but it's not the sound. Is of course, yeah, the yeah, progression yeah. of the music, yeah. sure.
Yeah, punk, I mean, okay, punk rock is a music and punk is a different thing Absolutely. entirely, yeah. right? I mean, for lack of a better way to put it, hip-hop is, and the attitude in real hip-hop is punk, and the attitude in thrash metal is oh, yeah. punk, and the attitude in all these things is that idea. And a lot of pioneer idea. electronic stuff, and that jazz yeah. is punk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And that's that, the attitude, but that attitude exists throughout music. I mean, unless you're some shitbag idiot pop group or some, yeah. you know, goddamn goofy radio rock loser, like, you have that attitude. <laughs> that attitude I missed this. The yeah, attitude's great, great. there, though. It's right. No, that's that's mean, fucking yeah. rock and yeah. roll, right? Yeah. And, you know... So the, the attitude's going to exist, but maybe people just aren't down with the music. Maybe the, the delivery system isn't what they're into yeah, anymore. The yeah. question is, are they down with the sickness? Uh, who isn't? Okay, okay. good. <laughs> yeah. okay, just maybe just, the, I really like the way this conversation's going, but just to switch, shift gears a bit, how do the rest of the members of the band feel about your decision? Mm. Oh, they're, they're totally accepting right. of it. I mean, like, this is just one of those things, right, where... There's no, there's no bad feelings. No one's mad at each other. No one's anything. I mean, I, yeah. I'm bowing out of my own volition, and that's yeah. that's that. And they understand. They get it. So that's the way she's gonna go. And okay. you know, like there's no bad blood there whatsoever. I love these guys, and I love this band to death. And it has, they're they're cool. And are they gonna be moving forward? Do you know? Yeah, I was gonna say like, that we can talk about. Are, are, they, are they replacing you as a singer? And when can I start? Well, no. Um, so here's the thing is that like, they've worked on some things and they've got somebody that they've been practicing oh, cool. with okay. and I mean until it actually totally is sealed up and happens I don't I, I can't tell you for sure okay. uh, I've asked them about it a few more than a few times especially leading up to this show because it was like how are we gonna frame this thing is this yeah. gonna is this Tony's last show or is this Stockyard's last show because I mean obviously you guys three three playing together is I know you're going to do that, but it doesn't mean that you're actually still going to be that band and sure. play those old songs, sure. right? So we should frame this show the correct way. And so they, they're they working on it, and they're working on it with somebody, and cool. I guess it just remains to be seen so if we'll that find actually... Out. Yeah. 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 Do, do you find it kind of an awkward space to come into thinking that somebody else will be singing your lyrics? Like, I understand, okay, let's say if you passed away... I uh, heaven forbid, and then I was like, "Yo, I want to take Tony's mantle and I want to sing his songs." It's one thing. Do you find it? Would you find it odd to walk away and have somebody else singing the songs that you wrote? You know, it can be a bit strange. And I mean, like at first, I, there, there, I'm not gonna lie. There's been points where I was like, where I was like, a little bit bummed out that they might keep doing these songs. Yeah. And then I got over it because don't be a fucking dick. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. It's their choice. There's four people in this band and it's not my call to fucking decide what happens or what doesn't happen here. It's well, everybody. How much of, I mean, I know it's a four piece. I know you guys are all working <clears throat> the songs together, but how much of the kind of Union of Stalker's identity is wrapped up in the, the lyrics? Because, I mean, a lot of the stuff you're talking about with the whole, like, it's you know, all, hyper Winnipeg yeah, Winnipeg focus centric. on the band. Yeah. Like, a lot, of the lyri- that, a lot of that comes from the lyrics, right? I mean, sound-wise, yeah, it throws back to different local kind of yep. sounds of no, years. No. But how a much lot of that of identity comes, do you think is tied up with the lyrics? A lot of it comes from that. But we got to a point where, like, I was having, when we, Keep talking. When we started this whole thing, when we started the whole thing, I was having a real hard time writing lyrics to songs. It was really bad. Like, I, I couldn't get the job done, and I don't. I couldn't figure out why. There was actually a point before we even had a fucking song written where I was like gonna be. I was gonna quit, not because I didn't want to do it, because I was. I felt I was holding these guys back because I couldn't. Class, do it. Classic humble Tony. Yeah. Everybody then, knows him as not the guy who yells, but the guy who oh, I do over, overthinks and is yeah, very yeah, calm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. but this this was one of those things where I was. I felt really terrible about the whole situation, 
And then Nash came into practice, like, I wrote the lyrics to the song, if you don't mind. I, 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 you know, and I was like, okay, let's see it. And that was Garbage Hill. Oh, right on. And Nash had written that entire song. And I was like, I like this song. This is great. And I'm like, fuck, man. Winnipeg songs. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. So we did, th- and we did that. And then he had written that, and he wrote Sunday Matinee. He wrote, he wrote both those songs. And that's when the ball started rolling. So the way the, the, I mean, I had a lot of ideas for songs and what I wanted to do with them, what I wanted to write about. And I would collect thoughts in my phone and on, you know, whatever. And then I would go to Nash's with a new song. And then the two of us would sit down and we would write the lyrics to the song. Cool. So Ryan Nash was as important in the lyric writing process. I mean. Despite not being the frontman. No, I mean, I had. Okay, so the ideas, like the idea for the song was primarily mine, and I already had a shitload of stuff, but I go there and we figure out the cadence for it, and then whatever. And then that's just the way that we did it, and like, I wanted to keep doing it that way because I thought it really worked really well because you had a, a check and balance there, right? Like, yeah. you had an idea, or I, or I had an idea, or Ryan had an idea, and if we both liked it, okay, that's a good idea, or either one of us didn't like it, then we had a discussion about that idea and we came to a consensus after we discussed the thing. And sure. that's so, it, it'll be weird if somebody else goes up there and sings my songs. I'm not going to lie. That's going to be a thing I'm going to have to adjust to. The nice thing is, is the person that they're working with is a, is a person I really like a lot. He's a friend. That so helps, yeah. That doesn't feel so shitty. Yeah, um, so Werewolf? Not a, he's also he's also oh, a werewolf, yes, okay. yeah. But right. I mean, but, but we but, but, but we, yeah. but we like keep ourselves and then, we yeah. keep ourselves like down low, so you that like that doesn't expose them at all. Sure. Okay, sure. Okay, good, good. Do you feel? I know you said earlier that you know you weren't doing this because you want to go on tour or because you want to sell records or any of that stuff. But do you feel like you know after all this time in the music scene, and especially with this band? Do you feel like you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish with with what you're doing in music, like the, the, the as idea, kind of a hobbyist musician, right? I guess like yeah. Maybe, yeah. The idea when we started this thing, we like kind of like openly talked about it. Sort of was we want to write songs that we really like. We want to play music that we really enjoy, that we that we are proud of, and we want to play some fucking sweet banger shows in Winnipeg, and also be able to open for some bands that come through town. Be one of those bands that yeah. you that, that that gets tapped on the shoulder by the promoters, being like, hey. We want you to play the show because well, that definitely that's, works with that's you. Mission, that's mission accomplished there. Yeah. Well, no, we, so. uh, we and we did all of that. That which was another reason why I was like, okay, <laughs> this was the mission statement, mm-hmm. and we did the mission. There's no more mission to happen. I mean, you can't play every fucking out of town or big show. You can't do it because, well, first of all, one, it's not fucking fair if that ever happened. Two, like, no one's gonna book you for everything. Well, it's just what you said before. Too, you don't be able to burn out on you guys, right? Exactly. So it's like you play every you play every week with whatever big but the, big cameras. Yeah, yeah, and the fun part, and they, that was one of the greatest things about the. Well, there's a lot of great things about being in this band, but one of the best things was like, I got to share a stage with fucking heroes of mine. Yeah. Like I really, really did, and like, that's a huge thing for me. Like, like sharing the like having Derek Coon from Guy Smiley come up and play Canadian Way with us. Yeah, that's and super he's cool. He's done yeah. it three times, and like. That's a song about the fucking Jets, and that's a song that like is near and dear to me, and I love that song. And having him come up there, and like, he was like, he said, he said he was honored that we asked him. I was like, man, we're fucking honored that you're gonna even yeah. consider doing yeah. it. Like, that's great. And then playing, opening for Propaganda, and sharing a practice space with those guys, and like how, or and now guys and girls, but like back then it was just the four dudes, and like how nice these people are, yeah. how great they are, and. And you then know, how great when you listen to them, it's just like, yeah, how they they're the best yeah. band in the world. Yeah, they're like, yeah, like yeah. play with SNFU, Idiot Fingers Louie, like yeah. Cancer Bats, like, plus a bunch of like bands I'd never heard of before, like Grays, 
I don't know if you guys know Grace. Yeah, I love the yeah, name, yeah. yeah. Fuck, are they awesome, man. We played with them at the Sound Hall like years ago. And oh, they I were forgot fucking. About Union Stockyards yeah. at Union Sound Hall. Yeah. We played two shows oh, that there. That was Prop on. Was that. Prop oh, was that? there and the Grace show. Grace was in the small room. Prop was in the. Okay. Obviously, in the big room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was that? Was that in December or something? I remember it being snowy out and, yeah. uh, and me not having tickets. And then you calling me and saying, hey, what would you say if I told you I got this? And I was like. I think I'd, I had just done a bunch of pills, and I was like, <laughs> I guess I'd say cool, and then you're like, hey, you're on the list. So I hang up the phone, and I turn, and there's Adam Parsons. Shout out Adam Parsons. Shout out uh, Adam Parsons. And he's staring at me. He's like, you just get, you just get listed to go see propaganda. He's stuck here. So I was like, yeah. And he's like, you just said you didn't even fucking want to go. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going now. He's like, trade with me. Trade with me. I was like, dude, I got to go. <laughs> I was just a cat down at the pyramid. Johnny Stu put a bounty on the mayor's head Read some fresh sunset Every fucking cop was sent To Tashi Avenue To stop a punk rock
okay, I guess, I guess like maybe a way to sort of frame all of this is obviously Union Stockyards was what it was. Maybe it'll continue. Who knows? Like, you know, yeah, I, I mean, those guys, yeah, what it's kind of up there. Whatever they decide to do, um, I'm sure if they can decide to continue, it'll still be great. If not, you guys have this pretty decent body of work recorded, and I think you should be proud of it. You know, uh, I, I, I really am. Yeah. Retrospectacus. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, it's, it's, it's like for a band that released, you know, a relatively small amount of music, it's all pretty fucking good. Like, Thank you. you. Know, it's uh, and so. What do you do now? Like now, now that you're done, now that you're done, <laughs> I'm assuming that you spent like a lot of time just working on the band. Whether it's coming up with songs, whether it's practicing, you know, playing shows. There was a lot of that. There's a lot of like, I mean, you know, like you do a lot of like writing songs. You do a lot of like concept ideas. Like yeah. you're trying to put shows together. You're trying to think of ideas for posters. You're trying to think yeah, of exactly, ideas yeah. for all this kind of stuff. And you know, so there's a lot of that. What do I do now? Oh God, I don't. Like, how do you, you, you still that time? Podcasting. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been doing some of that, and, yeah. I, and I now have a lot more available time for something like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what else? I mean, Jesus. I mean, was that part I mean, of it? Did you want uh, to have more kind of free time to other pursuits, or, or was... no, not at all. No, I. The, the funny thing is, is that I mean, I, I generally fill my time pretty well, and I'm not the kind of person to sit around and do nothing I just I don't have that in me so you know it, I, I'll be dead tired at the end of the day coming home from work and I'll get in the door and I'll eat something and pass out on the couch for an hour and then I'll wake up and it's like Tuesday I'm like I felt like crap all day but now we're going out again because like, sure. I, mean, I can't sure. sit here I can't do it so I'm really good at sitting I'm terrible at it. I'm, I'm, I'm good at napping until the nap's over, and then it's like, okay, well, get in the shower and get the fuck Someone out of the Something else happened, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, the end of it. You and your fancy showers. I know, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, you should see my place. It's brilliant. I have. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what I do now. Um, I would like to think that I'm still going to go to local shows. I'm going to go to local shows. Still. Yeah. I mean, I, and I've fallen off on that a little bit as of late, but that happens to, I think, everybody. It does. You know? Yeah, I can't. And I mean, if I didn't work at a venue on Friday nights, I can't think of... The last time I've actively gone out to go to a show. You know, but June 7th, at the Handsome Daughter, well, that's, I booked that's, the night off. This is maybe the next way to kind of oh. wrap things up here. So you, you're you done with Union Stockyards, but there is a last hurrah like we've been talking about, right? Like one more show. Tony's last stand. One more. There's one more. Handsome Daughter, June 7th. Uh, the Werewolf Rides Again. Yep. That's actually what I had this in my phone. I have a calendar because I used to keep track of all my podcast stuff in my head. But now I'm releasing two a week. And like, so it's impossible. We're going to be moving up to three. So I had this, I had this as Tony's last stand in my calendar. And I thought Tony's last stand, not Loser's last stand, like the soccer song. Uh, (laughs) So, um, yeah. June 7th at the Handsome Daughter. Uh, Doors are at 9. Band start at 9.30. I would like us to be off the stage kind of early so that we can spend some time with people hanging out, drinking beers after we get off the stage. So the first band is Diefenbaker. Second band is The Uglies. Third band is Clipwing, okay. who we played our very oh, first shit. show I with. Clipwing, and didn't Diefenbaker was your first or your second show? No, no, Diefenbaker was a bit later. I thought they but played Diefenbaker Purple shit, Room with them. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't think they played Purple Room. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did they play Purple Room. I thought they did. maybe they I did play they Purple Room. Yeah, maybe they did. I, that was like yeah. Anyway, that was a long time ago. Um, was, it, I, I remember looking at the lineup and being like, you you guys have set this up. It was a dang. So everybody that you've been playing with. Well, yeah, Diefenbaker, we shared the practice space with them. Yeah. Um, and then, so then we're playing, and then our friend Keith Ross, Keith the, bo- Keith the Boss Ross, shout out, buddy, he's going to spin, like, crazy great records. He's oh, cool. in this insane record collection, so he's going to go on as soon as we're done, and we're going to hang out and drink some beers and act like jerks, and that's kind of the idea there. Ten bucks, I'm going to have, I'm getting, I'm picking up, uh, we're doing 75 
uh, advanced tickets. That's it. That's so seventy five at the door then. Well, something whatever the whatever I the total. I think it's one fifty. So, yeah. so we'll do so, seventy five advance. I'll have those in the next two or three days. Get your asses in gear on that. I would suggest if you're listening to this um, because this is yeah 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 it's it's a hell of a lineup. I mean, minus you and Stockyards. Oh, they're terrible. I heard they're getting rid of their werewolf lead singer anyway. <laughs> he sucks. It's a, it's a small venue. It's, you know, it's obviously one of everybody's favorite venues, so I would fucking It's a great on. venue to play. I might actually buy advanced tickets. That would be that would be remarkable. Yeah, we'll see, though. But, I mean, you can just front them to me until the show, right? Ricky, yeah. Ricky Phillip of Crown of Thorns fame is definitely buying advanced tickets. Cool. So if you all want to see <laughs> you all want to see one of the nicest people in the entire universe, you come on down and meet him. If you want to listen to uh, to Tony and I interview Ricky Phillips <laughs> yeah. or any of the 4,966 well, hey, shows. This is close to 400 now. Holy we're shit. We're going to get 500 this spring, and I'm going to put on a show a to celebrate 500. That's going to be... We'll not a live airing of a sex tape. Definitely not. No. Okay. But, um, I'm not in. <laughs> but no, just like what you're saying, that when the interviews you guys have done, like, I mean, you know, Ryan, you've been on the show a lot with me, but because of the way schedules work out and stuff, you guys have been kind of hosting some shows together Indeed. over the past, I guess, couple of years here and there, right? Yeah. And so, like, hopefully you guys will do more. We got. So we will like do. We will definitely like do more. I got the next four Mondays lined up. Right uh, on. Tony's so. got no choice now. <laughs> yeah, he, he already he already messaged me and told me that I'm fucked and I'm doing them. So. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, even though you're not gonna be playing in a band anymore, you're still gonna be involved in the music scene that way. You know, I guess you're right. And, and going to shows and stuff too, of course. Yeah, so. no, no, and that, and that, and that's cool. And yeah, great. No, but I was never. I, I, I'm never gonna leave this shit. Yeah, like, sure, I mean, sure, I mean, it's, sure. It's. I, I when when I was in high school, my uh, my grade. I think that was grade ten. My grade ten English teacher got you to do this poem book. He wanted you to write like four, like eight poems, or whatever, okay. and submit this thing, right? But I, I'd already been like writing this shit because I was in. I write songs mode, sure. and I wrote these things with with a cadence and a music style behind it, not that they ever turn into songs. Yeah. So I just pretty much handed in this fucking song book, but it was, there, was a, there was like one poem or two poems that were compulsory subjects, right? Like anyone should ever write a compulsory yeah, subject, course, yeah, it was yeah. stupid. But I did it, <laughs> and it was like what you're gonna be like when you're 50, and I wrote this thing about, I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna be a fucking punk rock when I'm 50 years old. Mm, the Senator write a song about that? I think, they, yeah, when I get old, yeah. yeah. But, he, but he's, like, he's like, what are you gonna be? I'm like, I'll be, I'll be this, I'll be a punk rock guy when I'm 50 years old. And he's like, yeah, he's like, he gave me an A plus in the thing, but he's like, hey, good, yeah, good luck being punk rock in your 50. Well, I'm fucking 40 years old, and I'm <laughs> yeah. still here right now, and I don't think that's about to shift gears anytime soon. Yeah, for sure. When yeah. you're this angry, and this drunk, <laughs> and this sick and tired of everything, I think you're probably gonna stick with punk rock. Sure.